lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to the Seven Friday Night Thursday Pick'em Show for Week Nine. I'm joined by my usual co-host Ben Enos and Coach Terry Edson will be here shortly as well. But let's first start with the fact that I've been officially knocked out of first place after stumbling to a two and three performance last week, while Ben rolled to another four and one effort. Hats off, buddy! You're on quite a roll. I was fully prepared to come on this week's pick show and declare mission accomplished. <laughs> But the reality is I lost my lock of the week last week. So that keeps me pointed towards continued improvement this week. I am proud that I finally bought stock in the Patterson Tigers. So that worked out. Also, I could have had the guts to follow my convictions last week because I did say that if I was willing to go out on that limb, I would have taken Clayton Valley to beat SRV, but I was not willing to walk that plank. So maybe I'll have the courage to take that extra step this week. Who knows? Well, I certainly look forward to it because uh, I could use some some stumbles on your end because I am I am flailing at the moment. But let's get the fun underway and bring Coach Edson into the proceedings. He also had a better week than me, <laughs> which is really causing me to look inward. Let's see if we catch a confident coach again this week after his two and one showing. So we welcome Coach Terry Edson into the show, and even though a two-in-one week puts you back on track, we do know you were a tad dissatisfied with the point totals put up in that Livermore Foothill game. Also, I was a bit concerned early in the St. Mary's Tracy game that if Tracy had pulled the upset, you might just have tendered your resignation on the spot. <laughs> Thankfully for you, the Rams figured it out. How's it going? Yep. Figured it out there. They put a 60 spot on them. Yeah, I'd say uh, they figured it out. That's one thing about St. Mary's of Stockton, you know, it, there's no lead that's safe and they can score from anywhere, anytime. So they're going to be a handful down the road here. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to go all over the map this week. And uh, we yeah, will... I noticed. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> We've, this gift Coach S in all these places he never coached, and this gives me games. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Challenge me, but I'm going. I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty confident. We're we're going to say that every week. I know that, but I really do feel confident this week. I like it. I like the optimism here. Let's uh, let's start with our lone NCS game on the board as Rancho Katati heads to Cardinal Newman in a key North Bay League Oak Division game. We had Rancho as the solid favorite in that league, but a head injury suffered by Cougars quarterback Liam Keeney a couple weeks ago has changed things. And while new quarterback Jacob Pruitt played well last week, Windsor picked up a 34-30 win over Rancho. Cardinal is 2-0 in league and 5-2 overall after beating Annalie of Sebastopol. Now, Terry, you introduced us last year to the rolling ball of butcher knives, TJ Costello of Dublin. Can I interest you in figuring out a nickname for Cardinal Newman quarterback Matt Hilden, who checks in according to Max Preps at a slim and trim six foot four, two hundred and seventy five pounds? Little Leftwich, that's what we'll call him, right? Little Leftwich, yeah, I like it. That is beautiful. At that point, it was the biggest quarterback I'd ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, there's no doubt. Oh, my God, that guy is going to be hard to bring down. I haven't seen him yet. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Is What's the story with Katati's quarterback? 
head injury out indefinitely. It was a bad yeah, hit. That's um, what I thought. He's going to be out for at least two weeks, if not a month. Yeah, yeah. which is which is the smart thing to do. Yeah. Uh, you don't play with the if it's if it's a serious one. That's at least probably three weeks to a month, which is the best thing you can do for the kids. So, yeah. So you know, I mean, come on, that guy, the quarterback, was rolling. There, there's no doubt about it. That's a huge in high school to lose your starter starting quarterback. Now, like you said, you can probably some games that you can get away with that, not against Newman. So I just on that alone, you know, I think that's a huge advantage. The only thing Newman, if I was their coaches, I'd probably I wouldn't say lie is the great word, Ben, because, you know, you don't want to, you're a Catholic school. You're not going to lie to your kids, but I'd say, yeah, I, I got rumors that uh, the quarterback's coming back this week and we're going to prepare like he's going to come back because San Jose State, this happens all the time when, when a player is a main player. So Jake Hayner, quarterback from Fresno State, he's out, right? They know he's out. And there's a tendency for players to take their foot off the gas when they know their best player is missing. And so the only thing Newman's got to worry about is simply that their, their players taking their foot off the gas, thinking like, oh, we got this. Their quarterback's not even playing. So if there's any way you can convince them the quarterback is playing <laughs> <laughs> until you're out there at the game. By the time they, if it's game night, by that point, you're okay because guys are ready to go. But you know, it's really it's you see that in the NFL all the time when guys get hurt, you see teams rally around, and that's gonna something Katati's gonna do too. They're gonna rally around, you know, their new quarterback and they're gonna have to play extra hard. But I just I just think it's too much. It's, if Newman gets ahead and all that, you have a tendency to teams that might go, um, you know, our guy's not here and you have a tendency to get to get down a lot, you know, mentally a lot sooner in a game. So I'm going with Newman. All right. So let's go to the Valley Oak League, where it's the moment of truth for NorCal's number eight ranked team, the Manteca Buffaloes. Manteca is 7-0 with an average margin of victory of 44 points. They've defeated... <laughs> that, there's that great defense I was talking about, <laughs> yeah. They defeated some pretty good teams as well, but Central Catholic will undoubtedly be the toughest test. Central has won three straight after four straight losses to St. Francis, St. Mary, Sarah, and John, St. John Bosco. Uh, so exactly, you're very, you're there very you have it right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, both you, teams. You lead just basically gave my whole spiel right there. I'm ben. sorry. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's I mean, right. this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a probably a short game. They they like both teams like to run the ball a lot. Who do you like? Well, let's let's hear it. You know, I was just thinking too. Every time I pick against Katadi, I lose. So much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if they beat me, I hope they burn me one more time because that'd be a great win for them. But like you said, I mean, I understand that in uh, um, this could, I know even though both teams, both teams won the ball, look at the scores they both put up. I mean, this is, uh, this could be uh, another one of those uh, specialties, 38, 35, 28, 42, 35. But bottom line is when you play the teams that um, Central Catholic has played, I mean, you go against a Bosco team. I mean, anybody else you play, it's like, I mean, that's just, you know, uh, everyone else is going to seem so small compared to, I mean, right. you've gone against the best teams. You've gone against St. Mary's. All these teams, look at it. Bosco, Folsom, Sarah, and St. Mary's. One loss between all, or two losses between all four of those teams. Right. 
And Folsom lost to Sarah, who's best team in NorCal. Bosco lost to Modern Day, best team. Maybe, you know, probably in the, well, they are right now ranked number one in the country. So when you play those kind of teams, you're getting your, dude, they're pulling what I call, you know, what Del Oro used to do, what Casey used to do with Del Oro. Play super tough teams, then you get into league, and it seems like, oh my goodness, this is way easier on us. Even though those te- those teams are decent, so I just because what Central Catholic has done, now they finally got their confidence back. They went, they had to go through that ridiculously hard schedule, and now they're back to playing. I think teams more of their style and their ability. So just off that tough schedule, I'm going with Central Catholic. Yep, I don't think you go wrong picking either of those teams. No. Nope. Well, we will wrap it up in the Central Coast section where St. Francis of Mountain View takes a 3-1 and West Catholic League record into Saturday's showdown at Reardon. The Crusaders lost to Sarah last week and St. Francis beat Valley Christian, but we have the Saturday afternoon factor to account for here. If you're going into battle, are you siding with the Lancers or the Crusaders? Well, the Crusaders are definitely uh, on their way up. I still think they're a year away, though. That's the whole thing. And at St. Francis... You know, is three and one in league. Um, they still have, there's a ton of pride in that program. I, I think they took some licks early and uh, they're starting to find their stride. I think it's going to be a low scoring game for sure. So turnovers are going to play a, a big role. And, and so if anybody can break a special team off or block a punt or field goal or something like that, but um, I, I do think the the Crusaders. You know, same time next year. I might be picking someone different, but I think for this year, I'm going to have to go to St. Francis. All right. It sounds like another two in one week to me. Or oh, and three, one of the <laughs> two. That's how I see it. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, before we go, we have people that definitely want to know, I'm sure at this point, we have plenty of listeners who are, are waiting for this spot. Did, did you make it through this weekend without being disgusted by modern day football? <laughs> 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 what a great question yes uh well first of all i saw uh uh saquon barkley like uh ben texas go out take a knee thank god somebody did that uh i didn't did I, I don't you know what that's a great question i don't did i call anybody up and say what on earth is going on uh i don't think i did that this week oh, is, is that is, I can't. Is that even possible? I <laughs> well, this this happened. Well, this would have happened right after we released last week's pick show. But football did get set back a fair bit by last Thursday's game. Oh, I didn't watch that game. So the Bears I, I, no, yeah. Probably best for your. Soon as I saw, soon as I saw who was playing, I went, "Oh, forget it! I am not watching that <laughs> game whatsoever." Chase would like a certain coach in Santa Clara to be a little more aggressive. I think. Shanahan. <laughs> Well, if they catch the ball, we have a whole different story, maybe. Yeah. That that that's another uh we can do another segment. How come the best receivers in the world supposedly can't catch anymore? That's what I want to know. I see more drop balls. I mean, I grew up with Lance Allworth, Fred Bolitnikoff, Raymond Berry, Don Maynard. Those dudes caught the ball. I mean, there's so many drops in this day and age. I don't get it. And you can work on your hands. You know, that's, there's two things I don't understand in professional sports. How do you drop, like as football, how do you drop passes and how do you get hamstring injuries? Those are both 
completely preventable uh, with proper, with all the training and all that. I don't understand how they pull a hamstring. They should be so flexible. All I know is my girls are dancers. Never seen them pop a hamstring one time. So <laughs> that's all I can tell you. They're super flexible. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. We'll uh, set out and watch another week of football and, and reconvene on Tuesday. Always a pleasure. Great game. Good. These week. I love it, man. Now that I'm not coaching. Get to watch as much football. This is the best. It looks, this is the best time of the year. It is. Baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Fred Couple shoots a 60 at 63 years old. <laughs> wins the golf tournament. Come on. This is awesome. All right, All right coach. All right. See, see you ya. guys later. All right. <laughs> Adios. And now we're going to take a quick time out for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. At some point, your community will be challenged. It could be a flood, forest fire, hurricane, or civil unrest. When it happens, be the one to answer the call. Rescue the stranded. Protect the threatened. Save the injured. Join the National Guard and serve your community when it needs you most. Visit nationalguard.com to find out more. All right, Coach Edson now has us off and running. I will let you read the slate of games this week. And in tribute to you, I kicked the extra point, and I made it seven games. So there you More go. More is always better. Always better. All right, here we go. These are the games from which we shall choose. Los Gatos travels to number six, Wilcox of Santa Clara. Number 18, Central Catholic of Modesto heads to number eight, Manteca, in probably what I would call the game of the week. Number 11, Monterey Trail of Elk Grove goes to Grant of Sacramento. Number 13, St. Francis of Mountain View heads to Reardon, San Francisco for a Saturday afternoon showdown. Jesuit goes to Elk Grove in what we think may be the title game for the Delta League. Placer heads to West Park in another game with huge league implications. And we'll wrap it up in the North Bay with Ranch Catati of Ronard Park going to Cardinal Newman of Santa Rosa. Those are the games. Chase, you have the con. <laughs> Noted. All right. So I'm starting in the Sackwalkies Sessions Metro League and the showdown between Monterey Trail and Grant. The resurgence of the Grant program has been fun to watch this season and may have been foreshadowed by the Sports Stars 2022 NorCal Football Preview. Just saying. But... The Metro League belongs to TJ Ewing and Monterey Trail until someone takes it from them. And I don't think that's happening this week. If there's one thing that gives me pause, though, is that the Mustangs haven't played a game since September, thanks to a bye week and a forfeit by McClatchy of Sacramento. Still, Monterey Trail is more tested, shouldn't let a little bit of rust get in the way of a powerful running attack that will keep Grant's high-scoring offense off the field. So give me the Mustangs, and I'm making that my luck. Oh, locking right off the bat. Yeah, All right, let's go. I will talk about that game a little later on, but I am going to start by taking a stand in the game that I think actually might be the best of the bunch this week. We're heading to the Valley Oak League, where Manteca hosts Central Catholic. Look at you. You are going out on the branch. Yeah. Last week, I rode with the Raiders to beat Oakdale because I just felt like Central Catholic was more battle-tested, and I really like Tyler Jacklich in the backfield. Jacklich had a huge game, and Central rolled. Now, that game was in Modesto, 
And Oakdale doesn't have everyone's favorite Marvel character on their sideline. Manteca is a lot more than one guy, but that one guy did score on a punt return, a reception, and two runs against East Union last week. I'm a big fan of Central Catholic. I've said that all year, but I'm going with the Manteca Buffaloes to get a home win in this one. Yeah, you got all kinds of uh all kinds of confidence now that you're in first place. Yeah, you know, bring them all on. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm sticking in the stack walking session for my next pick. And I'm headed to Roseville, where Plucky West Park is hosting Placer in a battle of undefeated squads. The algorithm of our old friend, the HAL 9000, Texas Instruments, Graphing Calculator, Dot Matrix Printer, Commodore 64, Prognostication Processor at Cal Preps says Placer wins by just a point. I don't think it will be that close. Placer has four wins over teams who are 500 or better, and West Park only has two. Placer has also beaten common opponents Nevada Union and Ponderosa much more soundly than West Park did. And then when the two teams met in the playoffs last season, Placer won 63-28. So I have to lean, I have to lean Hillman on this one, and I think it's by more than just a point. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say maybe a couple of touchdowns. Going with the uh the formula that has gotten me to where I am at the moment, picking Placer. <laughs> this is true. Always worked always worked out for me, so we'll see if it works out for you. All right, uh, I'm going to continue to pick games that we made Coach Edson pick, and I'm going to go to the CCS for a West Catholic League contest between St. Francis and Reardon. The Lancers haven't done a whole lot wrong in league play this year, with the only loss coming against Sarah. Reardon's on a three-game slide right now, and the Crusaders are having trouble putting points on the board with a combined 20 points over the last three weeks. I grant you that those games have included Bellarmine, Midi, and Sarah, but I think St. Francis is trending upwards, and I like the Lancers to keep the momentum going, even with the game taking place on the weekend. I will call that my lock for this week as well. All right. Well, you finally got to steal some thunder from me, so... That's where I'm headed as well. I'm not crazy about picking any of the other games on the sport, honestly. But the rules say I must. So, yeah, I'm going to tackle that Saturday game in the city. Going against Reardon does make me a little nervous because even though they've lost four or five, the last two have been against our current number two and number 14 teams, as you pointed out. Also, St. Francis didn't really blow the doors off of last place Valley Christian last week. Uh, topping the Warriors just 21 to 14. That said, I'm with you. Going to lean on the experience and bake on Coach Greg Calcano having his Lancers ready to scrap out a win. And I'll take St. Francis as well. Probably going to be a little closer than I think, uh, than some might think, but I, I do think St. Francis wins. All right. Well, uh, as I alluded to earlier, I'm going to finish up in the Metropolitan League where Grant hosts Monterey Trail on Friday night. I will indeed throw you a rare kudos because it was you who decided we should write about Grant before the season. We look up and the Pacers are a mighty six and one. Uh, as you said, Monterey Trail, six and two, and they've had a couple weeks to rest up and prepare. Uh, I've been a Pacer fan of Pacer football for a long, long time, but I think Monterey Trail is legitimately one of the best teams in the Sacramento area this year. I'm going with the Mustangs to pick up the road win and likely lock up a Metro League title. Yep. They're playing well. I just, I mean, I just wish they were going into that game without having had two, almost, almost three weeks off by the time they kick off. So, right. But yeah, I think you're right. We talk about good running backs all the time. Let's give some love to Allie Collier. 
Yeah. Collier, consistently the last two years, been one of the best running backs in Northern California. Shout out. Definitely. All right. Well, it's that time again. Challenge round time. <laughs> I am. I can see the excitement on your face, uh, so I'm going to get us started this week. And I'm going to get us started with a trip to Atherton, California, where Menlo Atherton of Atherton faces off against Menlo School of Atherton. It's the Menlo Bowl. So I could sit here and tell you that the teams are four and three and that it appears to be about as close as it comes on the field. But we both know that I'm not here for that. Please allow me to play the role of one of your favorites, DeAndre Cole. As we welcome the alma mater of one Lindsey Buckingham, Menlo Atherton, against a Menlo school that counts among its alums, Robbie Krieger of the Doors. According to the Wikipedia machine, Krieger actually played in a jug band called the Back Bay Chamber Pot Terriers at Menlo. Chase, with all that said, will you break on through to the other side with the Knights? Or will you go your own way with Lindsay and force me to exclaim, what's up with that? <laughs> oh, man. I wish you weren't slightly under the weather because that that would have had even better energy. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a solid, um, solid take. So this is a Friday night game, not a day game. It's good to know. Do we know the status of the five-star receiver on the Bears? Probably still out. We're no, assuming. I do not. All right. That's kind of a <laughs> kind of an important factor, as Coach Edson might might say. But uh, I still think the Bears should have enough firepower to get that done in a home game. So I will take Menlo Atherton. Menlo Atherton of Atherton. Yep. How many times can we put Atherton in a sentence? <laughs> uh, all right. So Menlo Atherton was that? Does that mean I was taking Lindsey Buckingham, or was I taking the Doors? You took Lindsey Buckingham. I took Lindsey. All right. Yes. All right. Which, in if I was really echoing DeAndre Cole, I would have cut you off before <laughs> you even got to make that pick. <laughs> yes. Maybe we can embed a YouTube link to a uh, "What's Up with That" skit this week in I like extra, it. episode extras. All right. So it definitely feels like all of the big games are in the Sac Joaquin section this week, and that's where I'm taking you for your first challenge. We're headed to the Natomas District of Sacramento, where Coach Reggie Harris has led Indercom to wins in four of its last five games. And with Del Oro and Grant as two of their three losses, their 5-3 record looks quite good now. This week, they host Roseville in a battle for second place in the Capital Valley Conference. Roseville is a team that's also 5-3, and three, with all three losses being to good squads also. In Roseville's case, it's Placer, Laguna Creek of Elk Grove, and Antelope. They're a combined 20 and 5 coming into this week. Last year's meeting went 15 13 to Roseville. And these teams are both the Tigers, which is ridiculous for two teams in the same league. But I guess that's what happens with realignments. Anyway, whose stripes are you backing in this one? You're saying realignment doesn't take into account mascots? <laughs> no, what the heck? I've sat in realignment meetings. They talk about everything else. <laughs> not that. Um, I'm uh, I'm on record from last year. I'm a big Reggie Harris guy. Uh, you said this game's at Roseville. Uh, let me look here again. Da, 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 da. They they host Roseville. It's at Endercombe. 
Okay, that locks it up. I'm taking Indercom. I probably would have taken him uh, in Roseville as well. But, yeah, I just like the direction of that program. The teams that you mentioned that Roseville lost to are all very good teams, but they're not Sierra Foothill League teams. Right. Um, Indercom is uh, battle-tested and ready to go. So I'm going Indercom. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap things up in the North Coast section since we haven't talked about it too much this week. First place in the MVALWACC Foothill Division <laughs> is up for grabs Friday night in Union City as James Logan hosts Tennyson of Hayward in a battle of teams that are 5-2 and two overall and 2-0 and oh in league play. Coach Smith has the Colts on a roll with wins over Heritage, San Leandro, and Castro Valley, providing momentum. Tennyson has a two-game win streak going thanks to wins over O'Dowd, which I famously picked the other direction, and San Leandro. And the Lancers actually have six wins on the field this year with the forfeit loss to Salesian adding to the L column. According to the wiki machine, a Lancer was a type of cavalryman who fought with a lance, not Trey Lance. <laughs> Don't go there. I believe this usually came on horseback. So the fact that they're facing the Colts might mean something here. Who are you going to battle with? I was thinking, as you were saying it, that Logan has been really solid ever since they they uh, got that win over Heritage back in uh, late September, uh, which I didn't really see coming at the time. I thought Heritage was rolling, and and uh, they went to they had to travel to Logan, and they lost seventeen seven. And so yeah, since so the last three games for Logan, they've only given up fourteen total points. Uh, seven to Heritage and seven last week to Castro Valley, and they sandwiched a 34 nothing shutout of San Leandro in between. So, man, I, I know Tennessee is having a good year, but I think that'd be awful hard for Lancers to go to Union City and, and win that game uh, against the Logan team that's playing some really good defense right now. So give me the Colts. Always good atmosphere at James Logan, too. So yes. you, you know that their fans are going to bring it on Friday night. All right. So we... We'll wrap this up uh, with one more challenge to you here. I'm sure I could have found another SGS game this week, but let's head to the suddenly very intriguing Pacific Coast Gavilan division of the Central Coast section. With Salinas losing to Aptos last week, there's a three-way tie at the top of the standings. Aptos and Palma Salinas will look to break that tie this week in a home game for Palma. The Chieftains have won six straight since the season opening loss to now-ranked Midi. And Aptos has won five straight since its home loss to now-ranked Campolino Moraga. And as I mentioned, the Mariners are coming off a thrilling 44-41 win over previous number eight-ranked Salinas Cowboys. So, who do you want to take in this one? Yeah, this is a tough one. You're the supercomputer <laughs> as uh, Palma winning this by three points. It is at the Salinas Sports Complex. But I'm going to be honest, I went against that. So... If we know anything about me this year, <laughs> I don't make the same mistake twice. Yes, that's true. I picked against Patterson. I was burned. And then I went back to Patterson groveling. <laughs> and they helped me out. <laughs> so let's do that again this week. Let's say Aptos comes back. They're, they're riding the high of beating Salinas. They're in the league title mix. They go on the road and they beat Palma. How about that? I like it. I like it. Coach Randy Blankenship has them cooking right now. Yeah. All right. Good games. Good games all around. Definitely. 
Okay, so uh, we know as as uh, Tuesday went, I didn't have a whole lot of luck with uh, with getting you to the read, so I'm not even going to ask this time. I will just jump right into the funnel read, and we'll try again next week. All right, speaking, so here we speaking go. Speaking of not duplicating mistakes. <laughs> yes. All right. On game night, make sure to be locked on the Sports Stars Magazine Twitter page for updates and results. Follow at Sports Stars Mag. Then Saturday morning, be sure to check out sportsstarsmag.com for our coverage of the games. Also, if you access these episodes from our homepage, you can scroll down to the bottom to see our updated picks records each week. I will keep including them even though I am now behind. We build seven Friday night using Anchor, but the show is available on several platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker. Pocket Cast and Radio Public. If you listen to shows on one of those platforms, search for Seven Friday Night and please rate and subscribe. Our cover art features photography and designed by yours truly. And our theme music was produced by Dustin Phillips. And that will wrap us up for another pick show. All right, Ben. One last thought. I think I'm a little bit more optimistic this week, but last week I tried to slow play it and it turned out okay. So maybe I'll just predict that I'm going 0-5, and, and <laughs> that'll you know get put me on a good path. Uh, I think if we're going to talk about making selections and picks, should we wrap things up by putting a line on 49er injuries next week? You've, oh. you've alluded to this. Yes, I have. Or I is... mentioned on Twitter that prop bets should start going off in Vegas of uh, one-and-a-half starters per game not returning. You want to take we... the over? Of course. <laughs> i think jimmy g might be one of them this week based on the line yeah. play and what the uh defensive ends at kansas city look like against the bills maybe we can start to count the blades of grass that will turn hazardous to their health <laughs> don't step there don't step there even if it goes all bad against the chiefs you and i will be able to enjoy our evening taking in one of our favorite musical artists uh will hogue mm, from yes. nashville tennessee that's right Yes, I hope so. Yeah, that'll, that should be good. You need to get better by then. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, we will see you again next week uh, as we enter week 10. Holy moly, it's already week 10. Thanks for listening, fans, and uh, enjoy the games this week. We'll see you on Tuesday. See you. All right, that's it. Let's go home. <laughs> Turn out the lights. <laughs>